I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to your spectacular life. I'm Jody White, your professional coach, making sure your life and business is nothing less than spectacular. I am so excited to have with us today, Gail Weiner, LMFT. Hi, Gail. Hi, it's great to be here. Yay. I'm going to let Gail tell us a little bit about herself. Hi, everybody. I'm Gail Weiner. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been in practice for over 40 years, and I particularly work with women, adult women, on their work lives and romantic lives um, so that they can manifest their full potential. Hmm. I love it. <laughs> That's great, Gail. You know, um, Gail and I have known each other for quite some time. And we really wanted to do this podcast because, um, one, we are going to talk about obstacles that get in the way exactly about what Gail was saying of their success, of manifesting everything that they want in their lives and as you know i am a hundred percent behind that but what's really great is getting both um a psychologist perspective and a business coach perspective in fact we decided this was so unusual and so great gail goes deep i go move forward and we actually both move forward in people's lives that we are going to be doing and um a one hour um about getting to know getting to work on this in a little deeper way september 25th and then an intensive so you can really work on your blocks and getting the tools to move ahead on october 9th and 23rd so i did want to announce so that at the beginning we're both going to be asking each other questions normally i'm asking my other person on the other end of the mic questions, but I think it would be really interesting to get into this at a deeper level. What do you think, Gail? Oh, yeah, I love it. I mean, even in this process of getting ready for um, the intensive workshop, um, I'm, I'm always the one <laughs> Who's like slowing down and saying, well, let's dig into that. And Jody's always the one who's saying, and let's move forward. Let's accomplish. Let's get it down. And so the combination, I think, is really, really fruitful. And and um, I, I believe, I hope and believe that uh, the women who work with us are going to have a really unusual experience of being able to do both to have the depth and the forward momentum so yeah yeah absolutely and and i'm really excited for that and i'm just excited for this conversation um gail why do you want to help women be 
successful and manifest what they want in their lives? I think the root answer, and everyone will laugh because of course a therapist would say this, it has to do with my love for my mother um, and growing <laughs> up in a family where my mother was definitely the second class citizen and my father was the big shot. And in my little kid mind, uh, that was because one, he was a man and she was a woman. And the second thing, was because he had a high status job. He brought in the money and my mother worked in the home. So early, early on, I thought uh, if I wanna have any power in my life, mm -hmm. I better be more like my father and work outside the home and do something where I had control over my own money. Um, from a really, really early age, I thought that's the only way I'm going to get any kind of respect or control over my own life. Yeah, you know, um, you make such a good point because power and it being in equal in a relationship can cause so many problems to whoever is the lesser of those two. How common do you think this is in relationships in what you've seen well of course there's been a whole explosion of middle class and and above you know in terms of class status an explosion in women's participation in the workforce since i was a kid you know i'm an old person by now <laughs> no, um, and so you know in the 50s yeah. right um a lot of middle class women didn't work outside the home um and so that aspect has changed and i think um you know the change in divorce laws the the change in access to birth control um all have had a really big impact in women's ability to um, wield power in intimate relationships. Um, but is are there still sexist stereotypes held by both men and women about who should have what kind of power in relationships? Absolutely. And of course, that comes up as an issue in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I see it all the time when I am working with women. And it is a joy to do that because I have many of the same frustrations and challenges that Gail's just mentioned in that you know, I was raised, uh, again, uh, the, the male in the family, my father had all the power. And what that made me do, interestingly enough, is, is like Gail wanna be like the male. And that almost shut off many of my own authentic ways of being who I am as a woman, emulate the man, emulate the man in the corporate world, etc. So it really is about uncovering what women want to do, again, to be authentic, to be happy, to uh, follow their dreams in, again, both personal life and their business life. And it is about uncovering what their beliefs about themselves are. Yeah. Now, Gail, you know, this, this is, you are so good at this. How do you 
start to uncover these issues that are getting in the way? Well, if a woman comes in and the presenting issue is she's dissatisfied with her work life, with her career, she wants to know, you know, should she get out of it? Can she get out of this career and change? Is there a way to improve it enough to stay? What would that look like, et cetera? One, one of the really important reframes, I think, is, you know, a lot of times when a woman comes in with this sort of issue, she feels like it's her fault, right? She should be something else and she's not. And so what's wrong with her that she's not this other thing, which sometimes gets called a success or more successful. Um, and I guess I want to talk a little bit, if I can, about um, re reframing, you sure. know, that you failed or you're not good enough into maybe you're ambivalent. And women have lots of reasons to be ambivalent about um, career, quote unquote, success. So uh, I'm going to just throw yeah. out some different ideas. Do it. Yeah. They might have taken on a definition of success that isn't really their own. Like a client came in last week and said, you know, I don't feel very successful. I think I should be more like my sister who's a doctor. My mm. parents think so, too. Uh, the main <laughs> thing, though, is I'm tired of not feeling good enough. But mm. she also resisted this idea of success because it had nothing to do with her particular interests and talents and values. So in this case, she needs to develop a version of success that's true to who she is. Mm. So, so that's one version. There are also some possible downsides that a lot of women are afraid of. They might have less time to be the kind of mother, spouse, or family member they feel they should be. It might threaten close relationships with other people feeling competitive or um, not wanting the change of roles. They might feel it won't be satisfying enough to be worth all these sacrifices, or they don't believe they can do it. And so why try and have your suspicions confirmed? Or they might even have had the experience that they're not recognized or rewarded for their skills, um, but rather it's ignored, downplayed, or even punished. And that's not uncommon in our culture for prominent women to be punished for their success. Um, absolutely. I, I love all these factors because um, they are very common. Um, women have been taught to downplay their own abilities and their own successes uh, because it's always, you know, let the man speak. I know in my generation, it was always, you know, don't don't be the squeaky wheel. Don't ask questions. Don't, you know, single yourself out. Um, because again, generationally before us, that's what they learned. Getting punished is a really interesting thing because in corporate America, where I have worked with many companies like Levi Strauss and Bechtel and Nestle and Autodesk and a number of these, you know, you can get punished in a number of ways strictly or, you know, by not only males who feel like, 
oh, this person has, is trying to shine and, and really trying to move ahead, but females who want you to be at their level. Um, and it's, it's a challenge. So really the question is, and you've pointed this out, is recognizing your own perceptions, your own limits, and your own fears of, again, what are you afraid of? And how can you work those out in being proud of your skills and accomplishments? And having boundaries, very clear boundaries around those so others don't make you feel less than. Right. Some of it is uh, separating out what are the inner messages that you have based on your own, in particular, childhood experience, but, you know, the rest of your life, too. Um, you know, sometimes we like to make a distinction between what's an inner block and what's an external block. Hmm. And sometimes there's a clear difference. And other times they feed into each other. <laughs> give me and, an example. I love this. How, give me an example of how that's done. Um, I once worked with a woman who had noticed that she's not comfortable being first, being mm -hmm. best. She likes to be up there like second, second best. <laughs> it's really comfortable for her. And we got into it and uh, her older sister and she were pitted against each other in the family dynamic and she loved her older sister and so every time she won it felt like a loss to mm -hmm. someone she loved mm -hmm. and she would rather be second than hurt her beloved sister um so but also there were multiple in her workplace uh the kinds of things we were talking about punishment for being visible, you more open to attack. Um, and so the external environment also reinforced what she brought to it. Mm. Boy, that's really interesting. So <laughs> talk about us humans, women in particular, trying to navigate the politics and power of a workplace. Uh, it gets complicated. It, it really does. But I don't know if you agree with this, but I have found this to be true is once there's understanding about your belief system, then you have some real tools to work with clearing that out and real tools to question what you have been doing again it could go back way since childhood um and those things affect our lives and the happiness of our lives and we just do it unconsciously and uh moving ahead with those things which frankly do not make us happy but we keep doing the same thing over and over again like the einstein phrase you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing <laughs> over and over again and expecting different results. Yes, yes. I think one of the strategies women 
uh, often instinctively turn to is how do you set up a situation where you can win with rather than win over? Mm -hmm. Um, So how can you collaborate? How can it be a team? How can everyone get acknowledged? How can you create systems that are um, kind of participatory and egalitarian rather than um, competitive and one up? Um, I think for a lot of women, that's much more comfortable and that the wins feel both less threatening, but also more satisfying when other people are part of them. I think that's a, that's an excellent idea. And just again, working with women, um, we, we love doing that. That's in our DNA is, is working collaboratively with somebody. Also, um, what I try to do with women is um, have them find a mentor within the company or within their community or even their network group or be a mentor for someone because there's nothing that feels better than helping other women and really sharing your your own personal experiences and being a backup for someone um i i love that i'm I'm getting goosebumps because coaching is that is mentoring is really supporting someone in a way that is again collaborative positive happy finding out what they want finding again what could be getting in their way and watching many women move past many of those obstacles and that is, as a woman, what we do really well. One thing about what you were just saying is um, kind of on a psychological level, to be what you're talking about in part, I think, is being um, a strong mother figure for another whim- woman in a way that we might not have had Mm. uh, so that it heals some aspect of that mother daughter wound where you look to the mother for strength, but because of personal and societal pressures, she was not able to provide that the way you needed to be able to do that now for someone else is very, very healing. Thank you. That's great. Yeah. Um, I love the fact you, that, Gail, that you bring up relationships with parents so well, because you really understand how that happens. And again, who we model after and what we are modeling may not be what we need to move forward, to have positive experiences with other women, to get what we want and communicate what we want in our lives. Um, it's, it's interesting. I love the fact you look at mother, but I'm also assuming father issues, <laughs> daddy issues, as they're <laughs> stated now, get in the way. What have you seen with some of those? 
Well, of course, it's true that we can identify with uh, um, a, a parent of the other gender, you know, of yeah. another gender. Um, and yes, lots of successful women. In fact, there was um, there was a study done. I'm sorry, I don't have the specifics, but something I so, someone another therapist told me about where um, women who were most comfortable with leadership roles had a particular kind of uh, active, physical, physically playful relationship with their fathers. Mm. So that if you had a father who threw you up and, you know, mm. joyfully caught you <laughs> and, you know, wrestled with you and played sports with you and did kind of body contact, um, developmentally appropriate activities, um, those women have more ease moving into leadership roles as adults. I thought that was fascinating. That is interesting. So, you know, what I'm what I'm taking away from that is really a woman who is comfortably uh, could comfortably uh, relate or interact with a male was a lot more confident in the way she moved around them and the way she was around them. Safe, fun, belonging, you can be part of this. Love that. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm thinking of a, a lot of uh, women that, again, I've coached, and it really does come down to safety. And the fun part, I mean, safety in the corporate environment or, or in your own business, in moving ahead and interacting with men and your own comfort, which allows you to have fun, your own belief in self, which makes you able to be playful around men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting fact, boy. And in, in many ways, again, um, in putting together this, um, this, you know, one hour on September 25th, moving into an intensive is really the way that we want you to be authentic around, again, men and women in, again, being successful, but I'm going to drop back and, and, you know, talk about what Gail said, not being ambivalent. If you have a business that you love or that you're trying to break away from the corporate world and build your own business, how do you do that with the most confidence Impossible that is possible in interacting with others. How do you communicate your benefit to others? Or how, as Gail said, maybe it's stepping away and starting a family, wanting to be the best mother and feeling comfortable about that. What else would you have to say about what our goals are going to be in our intensive trainings? Um, yeah, I think 
uncovering what your ambivalence might be is a way of saying, uh, it's not that you failed to be X, it's that you have competing goals, which could be safety. And what do you in particular need to feel safe from? And another goal, which is I want to be, you know, quote unquote, successful in my life. And for me, that looks like whatever, whatever it looks like. And so if safety and success are competing goals, how can you work with them so that they can be more compatible? And there, there are a lot of ways to do that. And some of, some of what we'll be offering in the workshop will be from a psychological perspective and some will be from a more, I think, um, a, a immediate steps that you can take to move forward. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have heard a fr this phrase more or less. The phrase is, you know, being an entrepreneur really kicks your, you know what, <laughs> um, and like nothing else. And, and uh, one of the ways that I think that's true is it forces you to confront these fears because you, you and you alone feel responsible for your success. Mm -hmm. And so when something is stopping you, typically it's you. <laughs> and so what, what is it about you that this uh, goal of success um, invites you or forces you to deal with in a way that you've never had to deal with before? And so it really is, I think, the path of entrepreneurship and the path of being a conscious woman in the work world um, is, um, is a challenge to overcome limiting beliefs and false beliefs and the beliefs that are true, like there are legitimate reasons to be afraid. How can you work with them skillfully? Wow, that's, that's great. <laughs> I love, I love that goal. I mean, that is the goal I think that got us both into the areas that we got into. Um, your psychological mind, uh, professional and business coaching, but it really does come down to that. You know, I've always believed in work-life balance, which is really a way to, again, not, not burn yourself out in work, not believe you have to do a 60 hour week and ignore family and partners. And it, it really is about having that best life possible. And I always ask somebody when they're working those high volume hours, the first question is, is why mm. are yeah, why do you feel you have to put in so much energy, so much attention, ignore everything else and burn yourself out to the, you know, to the place of the next day, you have nothing to give. You have no innovation or creativity or no way that, that you really want to move forward, but you keep doing it out of many things like perfection. 
um, out of a belief you're not good enough, that this is the way it has to be. And it is not the way it has to be. So Mm -hmm. it is a curiosity about, again, what these competing um, forces that that make you perceive you have to follow through things on in a certain way to win, to be successful. Yes, I'm working with a client who a really talented, multi-talented woman who has health reasons that she has had for at least five years. She has to work less Mm. or she's going to end up in the hospital. Mm. And she's having an extremely hard time getting herself to work less in part because growing up, this was the way to get recognition and love in an environment where both of those things were scarce. Mm. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I'm I'm would will totally agree with you. I have run into that over and over again, both as a health coach and a business coach. Um and it, it is curious and you know what I like to build up and and I'm hearing it from Gail is how do you accept yourself as you are how do you have compassion and love for yourself I know it's a little woo woo but yeah and Gail is is no I don't think so (laughs) right it's at the very base of who we are in order again to be that confident um self-assured safe within herself woman is to accept herself. I have really interesting question in my mind um, for women to ask themselves is if you completely accepted who you are, Mm. what would you want to do with the rest of your life? Mm. (laughs) Bravo. Brava. That's... (laughs) That is an excellent question, Gil. You I know, think we can get into that in, in our workshop as yeah, well. Yeah, if you completely accepted yourself. Great. Yeah. With that, I think it's a great place to, you know, stop momentarily this conversation. Um, and and let everybody again know that our we're going to have a um a kind of an intro hour long where we were going to get into this with the people who are participating on Monday, September 25th at 6.30. And then later on, actually next month, we're going to do an intensive of two, pardon me, Two part, <laughs> two parters, October 9th and, and October 23rd, both Mondays at 630, getting into your particular challenges and why they are there. And again, how you can move forward with those. In addition to that, there will be um, coaching along with that. Um, Gail will be offering um, coaching sessions as part 
of that intensive and I will be doing business coaching sessions for the participants. So it's really a powerful way of starting to understand yourself within a group setting and getting individual um, coaching, counseling, which is, by the way, a dynamic duo of both of those to understand really what's going on with yourself. Yeah. So altogether, it's five hours, the intensive. Yeah. Uh, what you are getting is uh, three hours of group work and two hours of individual attention from a seasoned therapist and a business coach. Absolutely. We will have the links um, in the show notes about how to um, attend one or the other. And um, Gail, I just want to thank you so very much for taking the time to to really spend with us, do what you do in an excellent way, which is really talk about your understanding of what is getting in the way from a psychological standpoint of women having the best life, the most spectacular life that they can, because I frankly am very interested in that. And women are unique in this challenge. Yeah, well, my pleasure. Um, I just find myself envisioning the women who are going to be joining us and how much, um, how satisfying it will be to help them kind of resolve some of the things that have been in the way and have the freedom to get the pleasure of their own gifts. Absolutely. I love that. All right. Thank you. You take care. We will be seeing you on uh, September 25th as a start and then maybe in October. Thanks Great. so much, Gail. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.